Welcome to a special edition of Rivals of the East here. Um, your host, Buzz, with co-host Sean. Sean, the Thursday night football game just wrapped up here with the Dolphins and Bengals. Bengals coming out on top, 27 to 15. Um, big news tonight, though. A big scary moment, actually. Tua Tungavailoa goes down. And not just down, Sean, but he got carried off on a stretcher and taken to a hospital where um, they were running tests on him. Very scary moment. Uh, I guess he's getting discharged tonight, but regardless, a very serious look-to-be head injury. Um, He got taken down on a a sack and was slammed down, and his head bounced off the ground again, and he immediately... Uh, froze up and his body became contorted, his hands. Um, in fact, you told me I thought maybe his finger was broken because his hands were so contorted. Um, really scary moment there, Sean. What uh, What do you make of this injury? Do you, do you think this is related to Sunday's injury with the Bills? Do you think this is something else? Like, so, what do you think? So my eye in the sky over here, the uh... – the Italian stallion over there, Gino, also agrees with me. It didn't look like a serious slam. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, right. the defender, when he pulled him down, he pulled him over his lap and slammed him to the ground. But the fact that he didn't put his weight in and didn't lean forward, it didn't look that serious. But the way Tua was reacting when he put his hands up, and started crossing them as he held them up in the air, tells me it, it it felt like potentially he could have rocked his head within the helmet. And for someone who made a team like fringe-wise on his high school, they, they, over, they over-inflated my helmet. So any kind of like bang, ding, I kind of felt, it almost felt like over the top. Because the cushions within the helmet press against you. If you didn't notice Peyton Manning, he always had the red marks over his forehead. Mm. Um, It's potential that could have happened. But honestly, it didn't seem like it was that serious. It's potentially that it could have been spinal. If anything I saw, it was spinal. So it is possible that could have given him a concussion yet again. I think originally he had a concussion. And in fact, the exact reactions he had outside of that from a guy who also just got out of an accident recently um, looked like a concussion. This did not look like a concussion, but it is possible it could have happened again. And the fact that he's getting discharged this soon, it's a real stunner. It's a shocker. The fact that you get in a hospital and out that quick from even in my experience, that's kind of crazy. Well, he went down in – was it the second quarter I think it was? Yes, went down it, was a, it was early, early in the second, second quarter. Yeah. So yeah. it was early in the second quarter. Uh, 
they announced on the broadcast in the fourth with a few minutes to go that he's being discharged. So in the span of a little over two quarters, which half times in there, you're looking at maybe 90 minutes um, to maybe almost two hours. He's yeah, taken back and he's discharged and he's going yeah, back with the team. That, that's I, amazing. Fast. You know, I'm just going to be honest here, Sean, and th- it's not a good look for Miami. These, these are also concerns we've spoken of when it comes to Tua, and it's seeming to become more evident now, regardless if it's you know the NFL spotters for the concussion protocol or if it's team doctors or the coaching staff like you know, marked off on something they shouldn't. This is an evident problem, and it's not taken seriously. I don't care what team doctors said. I don't care about NFL protocol. I saw Julian Edelman do it. I saw Wes Welker do it. They won't even pay the man for his issues. It's not taken seriously, and it's an embarrassment. You know, just for injury. Whether it happened or not, it's bad. Well, I, I mean, the the biggest thing to me is that we just saw four days ago, Tua had that nasty, uh, you know, injury because it was an injury at the time where his head bounces off the ground, and he's taken back right before the half, and he goes to concussion protocol, and then he's back out there playing in the second half. They said he passed it in the thirty minutes, and you know he go he comes back out, and Miami. Holds on, they beat the Bills. They have a short turnaround because it's a Thursday game. They come out, and he starts again, and he gets hit in what looked to be, not like you mentioned, not as bad a hit or that he took on his head or anything on Sunday, but clearly it was enough to do something to him. Now, I know he tweaked his back on a play uh, against the Bills, and I know his ankle was a little sore because of uh, Somebody had rolled up on it slightly as well in the Bills game, so he was a little banged up coming in. But, you know, I watched that in real time, and immediately I thought, something's wrong. This has got to be going on something with his his neck or his head. And at some point, Sean, as an organization, we've already made headlines this past offseason because Stephen Ross did the tampering with Tom Brady we lost a first-round draft pick. Uh, you know, there's also the lawsuit Brian Flores with the allegations of being paid to lose games. Not a good look. We lose uh, multiple draft picks, not just the first, but multiple. Our owner's suspended, so he's not even back yet. He's not going to be back till week eight or nine. Not that it matters. Not that it matters, but the point is, we don't have necessarily the best publicity already from this season going in. I agree. Now you're, you're treading Bill Belichick, Spygate, potential craft tugging territory where it's starting to go owner debatable coaching problems. Well, here's I'm going to be honest with you, Sean. I think with this now. It's worse. And the reason why I think it's worse. Yeah, it's it's players. It's yeah. players. And not only it's not trying to get players, it's player safety. This thing yeah. could have legs for a long time because now this is opening the floodgates because 
number one, it's prime time. Number two, Miami is in a lot of spotlight this year. It's not like other years when you have big yeah. stars like Tyreek Hill. You got darlings. Yeah. They've got head coach, first time head coach in the spotlight, three and zero. There's a lot of talk on Miami going in here, three and zero, and then this happens. This is not going to be something that goes away within the next ten days. By the time the Jets game rolls around, this is going to be. Yeah, I agree. About this is going to be lingering, and this is going to come back. And here's the question I have: This is what I want to know. With Stephen Ross gone, where does the buck stop? with the decision to play Tua on a Thursday night after what happened on Sunday against the Bills. Who is responsible for this happening to not just a football player, but a human being to a 24-year-old man, a kid who, you know, I like Tua. He's a good guy by all accounts. Everything I know about him, he's a real stand-up, private, good guy. And you hate to see something like this happen to him. I may not be the biggest Tua fan of as him as a player, but I don't care if it's Tua. I don't care if it's Lamar Jackson. I don't care if it's a coach. I don't care who it is. There's safety that comes first. And if you're jeopardizing that, whoever's in the organization or in the league that's jeopardizing that, somebody's going to have to be accountable. I don't know who that is, Sean. Um, actually... I kind of have a turn of face when it comes to this. Um, I just watched in the post-game um, talk show, Fitzy and uh, Richard Sherman, you know, Fitzpatrick, great Bills quarterback, you know, turnaround quarterback for the Dolphins. Right. Goes Washington commanders. Um, he specifically was talking about his interactions late. With the Dolphins going through uh, concussion protocol, I was watching him wrap that up, and he was talking about how the NFL spotters pulled him off, not because he felt a certain way, but because they spotted it. And I'm just going to remind everyone, this protocol came in place after the Seahawks-Patriots Super Bowl is when they watched Julian Edelman do that nasty uh, he he just took that catch, took the hit, bounced off his head. Cam Chancellor goes. He gets back up. Woozy. Falls forward. Looks drunk almost. Falls flat on his face. And even then, that protocol, they cleared him. So there, there's a clear problem with NFL protocol. And the fact that there's spotters in the crowd and on the field, and the coaching staff allowed that. I, I, I can't, I can't disallow the NFL or the coaching staff. I think it's on both of them. It's not one single person. It's on both of them united. Uh, I've got some updates here from uh, Adam Beasley, who covers the Miami Dolphins um, from Twitter. I'm going to read some of the post-game news conference that just came out. So this is breaking here. But Adam Beasley was putting on Twitter here that uh, McDaniel stated, uh, and I quote, it was a scary moment. He was evaluated for a concussion, and he's in the concussion protocol. That was an emotional moment that is not part of the deal that anybody signs up for. All of his teammates, myself, we were very concerned. The best news that we could have got is that everything has checked out. 
Um, end of quote. Now, McDaniel said that uh, Tua suffered nothing more serious than a concussion. Nothing more serious than a concussion. Oh, okay. Um, McDaniel then went on to say on the oh, steps that Tua care. needed to clear to play, it starts, and I quote, it starts with your medical staff, and then there's independent specialists that look into it too. There's an entire protocol, and you're all talking to the players as well, probably five or six different levels, end of quote, uh, of oversight. McDaniel talked about leaning into the independent brain specialist saying for me, as long as I'm coaching here, I'm not going to fudge that whole situation. If there's any sort of inclination that someone has a concussion, they go into the concussion protocol. People don't vary or stray. And McDaniel's adamant that he'd never interfere in that protocol. Um, and then finally, one of the last things I want to hear uh, to say here is McDaniel said his initial concern was beyond a concussion quote, in relation to the spine and back, I knew he had a concussion. He was asking for me. When he saw me, I could tell it wasn't the same guy that I was used to seeing. End of quote. I'm I'm immediately angered by this statement. That is so disrespectful. From Nothing more coach. serious than a concussion. It, it, brain damage is the most serious thing anyone can encounter. Jameis Winston is playing with three broken vertebrae in his back. You can't see, you can't tell me that playing with a concussion is not as serious as a back injury. Now, I'm not taking anything away from a back injury, but when your brain is getting bashed around from hit after hit, you know, you take that big hit on Sunday – Four days later, you're flying in a plane. You're going to play the, the Cincinnati Bengals physical football team. You take another bad hit. Your brain gets jacked again. You you Your body convulses to the point of just where it's just stuck. Your hands are contorted. You can't move. You're hauled, you, your, your quarterback is hauled out on a stretcher. He can't even give a thumbs up. He's taken to an ambulance, and then he's just – He's discharged the same night. And then on top of that, your head coach is saying, uh, it wasn't anything more serious than a concussion. Now, I'm not taking – listen, I'm not trying to take it out of context. But what I am saying is that a concussion is a major serious thing because you don't know severities of it. You've mentioned you've had concussions before. Sometimes they can be not as bad. Sometimes they can be worse in the short term. But the problem with concussions, Sean, and you can speak to this too, is you just don't know the severity down the road. It's a complicated injury because it's your brain. Yeah. Like, for instance, absolutely. You're 100% correct. Junior Seau, they said, a linebacker who played 17 years for multiple teams. He played for the Chargers. He played for the Patriots. Down the road, people said his literal brain construction, based off his emotional well-being, changed as a human being down the road after he got multiple concussions. Then when he got into that car accident where he had that huge rollover, people said he wasn't the same person emotionally eventually taking his own life because of brain trauma when his brain got donated to cte damage they said it was clear and non-detestable that that had a huge impact on his mental makeup 
So when someone makes a declaration that a concussion, nothing more serious, that is, <laughs> it's so disrespectful. When on your own coaching staff, you have Wes Welker, who had his career ended because of concussions. Correct. If I'm him, I'm pissed. I am pissed. And he's he's our wide receiver coach. Here's the other thing, too. The hospital indicated that he did have a concussion, by the way. Reports yeah. are coming out. Yeah, so shocker. He, he had Real a concussion. Shocker. Um, I, we'll get to the game stats here shortly in just a second. But talking about this, there is going to be so much blowback. You're going to be because, number one, there's no football again until Sunday. You have all day Friday, all day Saturday. You're going to be hearing about this. You're going to hear about it on Sunday. More of this information comes out. We're going to find out the NFL Players Association is still investigating for what happened on Sunday with Miami. If there's anything that comes out of this, if anybody's trying to make it a less of a bigger ordeal than it is kind of thing, this happens tonight. There's going to be so much blowback on this organization, on the league. And I'm wondering, Sean, is Goodell going to take something like – is there going to be Gruden emails that come out in the next couple of weeks? Is there going to be more stuff about Dan Snyder? Is there going to be any misdirection? Because this is something that's very yeah. serious. No, you're, you're right. There always seems to be some type of smokescreen when the league is being criticized for the protocols and the integrity. You know, I've heard that a lot in uh, my time as being as a fan of the New England Patriots is integrity. The integrity is in question. Player safety isn't is in question, and it it doesn't look good. It doesn't. Yeah, and I just want to say too for all the people who are out there saying, uh, "Well, if he misses next week against the Jets, he'll be back the week after." You don't know that. Nobody knows what's going to happen. All I can say is, listen, they can't rush this guy back. First of all, second of all, what's quality of life? That's the most important yeah. thing for Tua Tagovailoa. Absolutely. What is your quality of life? The guy recently got married. I'm sure he's going to want to have a family someday. He comes from a bigger family. What is quality of life? And at the end of the day, we'll jump into the game here in a second, but at the end of the day, Sean, when I watch this happen, when I see, you know, you have Mike McDaniel go up there and when I read what he says, and again, I'm going to have to watch for context, but when you hear those statements, it, it, obviously they were denying a concussion earlier in the week. Yeah. Now it's forced the hand. I and I don't know if Mike McDaniel's to blame or who's to blame, but I will say that the Bucks got to stop somewhere. Some people are downplaying it. It's not to be downplayed because this whole thing, if Tua was on the sideline, regardless of what you think about football, he would not be in the situation he's in right now. He would have a better quality of life. And yeah, hundred percent. Not debatable. No, I don't even know. I don't know. But that's all the news we've got for the Tua Tonga Vialoa injury. No timetable at this time. I'm sure over the next 24, 48 hours after we do this uh, quick podcast breaking news update and game review, there's going to be something that comes up. So we'll, once we know more, we'll put more information out there through our Instagram and other platforms. But Sean, uh, Bengals win tonight, twenty-seven fifteen in a Thursday night football game. Bengals debut probably the Cleanest, sexiest uniforms in the NFL by far. That white helmet, all white and black, it, was just it, awesome. It's exactly everything I 
thought it was going to be. I loved every minute of it. Yeah. Bengals struggled early, and I went, but you know what? They got those unis. That's all that <laughs> right. So quick recap of the game. Um, biggest thing that came out of this game is two things. So obviously we talked about Tua got injured. Xavier Howard also injured. Um, he went in questionable. He had the groin injury. We've talked about that. And I've mentioned that X doesn't look quite the same. I think it's been nagging him quite a bit. He was pulled out about, you know, halftime right around there. Yeah. And you could definitely tell because he went out right after that yeah. huge play that well, I think it was Boyd, right? Uh, or Higgins. Was it was T, Higgins. T Higgins yeah. had that big touchdown Higgins catch. Higgins flew past him. He threw up his right arm, broke off the right cross arm from X, and he, just he reached out and yeah. fell flat. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was the play that did it and was like, yeah, not anymore. But quick rundown of this. Um, as far as Tua and I, he was uh, – before the injury, 8 of 14, 110 yards and a, a very bad interception, very severely underthrown ball that I uh, was trying to get the Tyreek Hill into double coverage. It was very similar to the Eagles preseason game. They tried to hit that play again. But, yes, uh, it was the exact yeah. same play. Didn't Tua work. tried throwing him open, and Hill, he came back. He, he undercut both defenders. He was ready for the ball. He almost ripped it away. Yeah, got picked off. It it was close. I have to say, Tua, bad pass. Hill, what a hell of an effort! Really, yeah, playmaker for sure. Bridgewater came in for the game, finished fourteen of twenty three, one hundred ninety three yards, had a touchdown and a pick. Um, interception that he threw. Well, he was trying to get to Gasicki. There was a miscommunication there. I think yeah. between Gasicki, he was, was trying to hit the seams, right yeah. and. Honestly, if Gasicki had gone the same, they would have got it. So I can't really fault too much of Bridgewater on that one. It's just miscommunication. But uh, running game picked up a little more tonight. Mostert had 15 carries for 69 yards. His longest of the night, 25. Um, Miami had about 85 yards on the ground with all said and done. Bengals had a real tough time running the ball. Mixon, 24 carries, 61 yards for a touchdown. Um, They only got 67 yards on the ground. But uh, Joe Burrow coming in there. You know, 287 yards, total passing yards over 300. Tyler Boyd actually threw a pretty good ball there for 23 yards on a trick play to convert a third down. To T. Higgins, I believe, or Jamar Chase it was actually, Jamar Chase, and uh, got involved there. So Higgins went off, though. Seven catches, 124 yards for a touchdown. Chase got his four catches, 81 yards. Waddle tonight was real quiet. I think his hamstring was bothering him. He had two catches. Um so. I did see him walking the sideline, gripping his leg. Yeah. So 100% that was an issue. But um, I, I will give Tua props. When <laughs> when it comes to fitting a pass and coverage, he made a 20-yard pass to Gusecki on the left side, split it in between three defenders. Yeah. I was like, if there was accuracy, I finally saw it from Tua. Yeah. Um. The reason why I felt like they played really well early on is because they gave the tight ends a little bit of a threat. And I think that kind of opened up the running game. That's why we saw the running game working for the Dolphins finally. Um, if, If you work those two tight ends, it gives you more questions when, you know, as they said, that offense has been running that 21 personnel. It gives the threat of a 
Are they doing play action? Are they running? Are they using the tight ends? Are they throwing outs? And I think you saw a little bit of that. But when you had Teddy Bridgewater come in, the run game kind of, it got kind of siphoned there. And you saw him kind of extending plays, trying to throw it out. And sometimes it worked, and sometimes to the detriment, it it caused the worst. Yeah. Um, in relation to earlier, just for clarification, it was put out again um, for the McDaniel quote. Uh, glad it was nothing more serious than a concussion was the context of that, too, just to clarify for everybody was just relating to uh, glad it wasn't a spinal injury. So it was related yeah. to the spinal injury. So I can understand that. However, um, again, I Dolphins I with Teddy Bridgewater. I don't feel the same. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I've, I got to be honest. Dolphins with Teddy Bridgewater, Sean, I thought they still looked pretty sharp. Uh, Teddy extended some plays. He got some big first downs on third and longs. He made some extension of plays. He tried to make it happen. Didn't force the ball to any double coverage, triple coverage, make mistakes, mental errors like that. He's a pro. I mean, he's best backup in the league, I think. Um, I know people in Miami are calling for his head. Give me a break. He, he, no, did, a, I, he did an I, awesome I'm, job. It, as a Patriots fan, I'm having none of that. No. You have Brian Hoyer. Yeah, and actually, <laughs> that's that's where I was about to tee off or um, <laughs> kind of segue this next topic. Um, so there are reports coming out, which is kind of strange. Um, Patriot players are specifically picking up on the fact that Mac Jones apparently is ready to go. Ready to go to play Sunday to the hospital. I, I even I even saw a comment just as recently as one hour ago. Was that don't count Mac Jones out? He's ready to play if he needs to. So the way I kind of take that topic is: Do the players have that little faith in Hoyer? Is the coaching staff putting Mac Jones up to this? Because I'm starting to get that Dolphins vibe that people are criticizing for putting people up in positions they shouldn't be in. And it's kind of pissing me off, quite honestly, because Mac Jones is a young player. His future is ahead of him. Quality of life. I think I heard that a few times from you. Um, If that's the case, it's despicable, disrespectful, and dishonest. Um, if that's what the Patriots are doing, I'm not about that. I'm not okay with that. It right. better not happen. If Mac Jones wants to play, I want to know it's because Mac Jones wants to play. Concussion, that affects your mental psyche. Okay. Yeah. That's different. You have an ankle injury. It's a, you know, high sprain ankle. He's sitting here going, hey, you put me in shotgun. I take the ball. I can throw it. I can make the decision. Nothing's affecting his brain. Okay, I get that. With Tua, that's that's bullshit. It's different. Yeah, you can't do that to that guy. So if that's what Mac Jones really wants to do, it it kind of goes in the face of the comments and the statements previously that said he wanted a second opinion for another doctor. Right. So unless that doctor said. 
no, they're right. You're good to go. I I want clarification because I'm not exactly happy with the reports now. So, and even if it, even if it did come down to Brian Hoyer, I don't want that. I want the rookie. I want to see Bailey Zappi go out there and play. Let's see what the young kid has. I've seen Brian Hoyer. He's awful. Move on. That, yeah. That's my statement. Right. Well, um, obviously we'll have more to talk about in our postgame show for the Patriots-Packers games that's coming up this Sunday. Hopefully we'll have some more information regarding Tua's injuries and see how he's doing. He is flying back home with the team tonight. He has been discharged from the hospital. So those are both good things to hear um, and that he's conscious and he can move and he is okay in that regard. Long-term effects, who knows? Um, We don't have any more right now at this time. But clearly um, something's going to be coming of this. We don't know what, but a lot going on. But the Dolphins are no longer undefeated. It was fun riding that for a while, 3-0. But uh, (laughs) as again... I said before we had Ryan Tannehill. We were three and zero. We went to the Saints game and we lost in prime time. We were three and zero against the Bengals at one point with Ryan Tannehill went into prime time and we lost. And the Bengals actually debuted their all white uniforms without the white helmet in that game and we lost. I think it was twenty two to seven or something like that. So very odd score, just like this one, twenty seven to uh, fifteen. So needless to say, but. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely be keeping everybody posted again. Sean, what are you showing me here? Is this the New England game with Kansas City? <laughs> what do you have? All highlights of glory days that are never going to happen again? No, I just watched Julian Edelman get a shit clock. That's why. Oh, <laughs> with the concussion. Yeah, Julian Edelman. <laughs> Goodness gracious, that poor man. Funny well, how and- that works. <laughs> well, anyways, folks, uh, thanks for giving us a listen. Catch us back here for more information, more breaking news as we – Learn more as well about Tua and the Dolphins as well as Patriots Packers coming up this Sunday. And thanks for joining us here tonight. Sean, you got anything? Um, keep your head up. Don't get a hit, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody.